It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. Many things to keep you updated about things going on around the community and around the world. Let's get into all of it with Gus Gordon on State of the Arts. How are you doing, Gus? I'm okay, Kevin, on this rainy Friday. Wow, what a day. Yeah, 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 it's been, yeah, it's been that way a bit this week, but this weekend it should be nice and sunny. Be good, at least for, in and time for Memorial Day. Just yeah, time for Memorial great. Day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that will be good. Happening, um, also happening tomorrow with, uh, when it will be sunny outside, a Grateful Coffee Company. I've talked about them a bit before. They're having a summer kickoff event, so that'll have some live music and uh, some activities, and of course, great coffee and uh, snacks and everything. So uh, definitely want to head out there. Um, will Ferrell will do. be very happy that there are activities. Yes, activities. Yes. Well, more room for activities. <laughs> more room for activities. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and also a couple other different things to be uh, on the lookout for. I talked with uh, Craig McFarland and Jacob Potty about the Muni podcast, which is um, a bit of an oral history as well as a lot of interviews. I know you have done one with them as well. Um, uh, they, they have they have so many interviews that they still have yet to even put up, and that they're uh, currently interviewing, and it's uh, and it sounds great. Um, and they have several available, and they're releasing them. Uh, they're releasing a lot of them. So that is available at the Muni's website. Um, very interesting, something to check out there. Most definitely. I've got to, I do have to check that out because it is a fascinating history. Yeah. And it is one of the, the biggest community theaters in the country. And certainly it's been around for well over 60 years. It has a fascinating history and it's great to learn more about it. Yes, it is. And it's, um, and, and something they said, which is, um, which is something that, a lot of people who uh, maybe are uh, not too familiar with, um, we're, we're just sort of figuring out about it, I guess, is that uh, with, with these podcasts, they're not just people who were on stage or even working backstage or, or under the stage in the pit, as I guess it were. But there's also, um, you know, if you're an audience member, if you're somebody who had like a fond memory of it years and years ago, I mean, this is there's all sorts of different people that are involved with this podcast and all the different uh, experiences people might have had over the years with it. So it is really cool um, get them putting all this together. Um, Let's see. They have Marge Birch told yep. Steve Kaplan, Natalie Randall, Adeline Shrewsbury, Gary Scholl, Craig Williams II, those are the first ones that are available. And, you know, Ada Lynn and her husband, Tom, were there at the start. Uh, mm -hmm. Tom was one of the founders of the Muni, so that's going to be fascinating. Marge and Steve also go way back. So does Gary Scholl. And, of course, in the newer generation, we have Natalie and Craig Williams. So those are um, great people to talk to and a great way to start off the series. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And there will be plenty, plenty more. So make sure you guys also uh, keep uh, keep checking back on those because those will continue to get updated. Um, also, um, jumping into a little bit of something, uh, also a little bit of national stuff here. This weekend, the um, a professionally shot uh, version of The Bandstand, uh, which is a pretty recent musical, you'll be able to watch that streaming this weekend um, over Memorial Day weekend, and you'll be able to, um, it's, it's about $7 to stream it. Um, but, and I believe at some point they're probably going to release that on a uh, DVD or, or Blu-ray, but you will be able to, uh, watch that, uh, it's a great musical, um, uh, really cool. And you'll be able to watch that, uh, this weekend is one of the yeah. things you have. Have you seen see. that yet? Um, I have seen bits and pieces of it, but not the whole thing all the way through. 
Uh, my wife and I went to see it when it played with Fathom Events. We went over to the AMC Theater to mm -hmm. watch it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Beth Lavelle um, is in it, and she plays the mother, and she's great. And, of course, uh, Laura Osnes. Mm -hmm. And uh, was it Corey Cott, who's yes. the male lead, I think? Yeah, no, it's a great show. And it was of interest to us because the composer, Richard Oberacker, was a friend of ours from Cincinnati. He was kind of a child prodigy as a music director and piano player. And uh, Claire did a show with him when he was still in high school. And he was obviously going on to bigger and better things. He actually played piano at our wedding. Oh. So we were excited to, to see that. We didn't get a chance to go to New York to see it while it played there or even the tour that toured across the country. But we were thrilled to be able to see it on the big screen. And it'll be great to watch it again streaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one thing you want to definitely look out for. Yeah, that is super cool. I didn't know that. That's oh, awesome. One other thing about What's that, up? Um, yeah. it's about musicians who are in World War II who come back after the fact. And I think this band that's, you know, in the, on the bandstand are all made up of, of vets. So that's yeah. kind of the, the storyline to it and people who have come back from the war. And fascinating... There are two characters in the, fascinating to me. I don't, maybe not to anyone else. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. Characters in the in the show, Jim Campbell and Wayne Wright. Those are two character names. Those are actually names of friends of ours from Cincinnati that mm -hmm. Richard uh, kind of snuck into the script. <laughs> so it was fun to see Wayne Wright. What on earth is he doing? On it? And it was neat to see him turned into a character name. Yeah, that's awesome. That is super cool. I didn't know about that. That's cool. So, so yeah, make sure you guys, if you want to watch that, it's this weekend. Uh, you'll be able to stream it. Um, and so, and so yeah, that'll be something good to see. Also, um, and this will be in a, a couple of weeks, I guess. But uh, a couple things you'll uh, other uh, musicals you'll be able to well not stream if you want if you go to the theater. Uh, Fathom Events and they they've been they're the, they bring back uh, sometimes they show film plays like they do with Bandstand. They'll bring back classic movies. Uh, in two weeks, I believe they are bringing back My Fair Lady for its. 65th anniversary i think of the movie i don't know the exact number but they're bringing it it's back up there. yeah and um also the metropolitan opera's uh recent production of porgy and bess uh which um which will be an interesting one to see as well that i know the movie version of that is not technically lost but it's really hard to come by and uh right. it's a show that you know as as you know as popular as the music was um and as uh and it's been done a couple times at concert, but it doesn't come around that much. So uh, that'll be an interesting one to see. Uh, both of those, um, yeah, those are about the middle of June there is when those are coming to theaters. So, and My Fair Lady classic, I love that musical. I, I got it right there. It's right above my head, the cast <laughs> recording, but yeah. Wait a second, is that Julie Andrews? Yep, Julie oh, Andrews. Hepburn. I know. That? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, we both know what's up with that. Julie Andrews was Eliza Doolittle on Broadway and then famously did not get cast in the movie along with Rex Harrison. They needed a bigger, bigger star. And mm -hmm. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn was a big star. Audrey Hepburn was a yeah. big star and, then, um, and did a beautiful job, yep. even if she didn't sing it, um, even if Marnie yep. Nixon provided the, the vocals. But Julie Andrews, of course, got the best revenge because she started Mary Poppins that year and got the Oscar over Audrey Hepburn yep. for Mary Poppins. Yep. So that's uh, that's yeah, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. I guess you know hindsight. I guess, and I guess because at least they got Rex Harrison to be Henry Higgins. I could not yeah. imagine. I, I don't know who they would have had 
else play him? I don't know. I, I don't I know. I think they, they talked to Cary Grant. Hmm. I believe he was in consideration. And I forget if this was about Music Man or My Fair Lady, but Cary Grant was talked to about both films. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was they came to him and they asked if you know, he'd play the role. And I think it was Music Man, actually, where he said, if you don't get Robert Preston to recreate this, you're crazy. Not, over, not only won't I be in it, I won't see it. Mm, so, yeah. so that was a rare case of a major star saying, no, 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 no there's someone who can do this better. But yeah. um, Rex Harrison was definitive and really has remained so. Oh, I mean, kind of, yeah. It's You listen to, uh, he's on both the, well, he, he, yeah, he's on both the original London and movie casts. Um, and yeah, he, uh, he, and he has that, I mean, even in the original cast recording, when it, they recorded it, I guess when it, they first did the show, he still had it down pat by the time he was doing that. So, yeah. I mean, it, so, I mean, it's, and it's a great, you know, great classic musical, um, wonderful tunes, could have danced all night. Um, Accustomed to her face, great songs, great score. And of course, Porgy and Best with Summertime. A lot of people oh, might know yeah. that one as well. A beautiful score, a little dated, but a beautiful score. Um, but And it, something that yeah. people don't get a chance to see very often. Yes. Um, help, help me remember, I think that was on Broadway a few years back, not too terribly long. I think Audrey McDonald uh, was in yes. that. And it was kind of in Norm Lewis perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they re kind of structured it a little bit for Broadway, but yeah. you don't see it that often. So when you do get the chance, it's, it's a great idea to take that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. I would think so for sure. Um, and then a couple other things we got, uh, we got coming up here next week is the start of the Levitt Amp Festival. That is going to be downtown live performances every single week. That is going to be great. Um, Got, they got the list of bands and musicians coming through. Uh, one of them is the Kevin Hart Trio, not myself, but another <laughs> musician named Kevin Hart. So, um, so uh, is it so, the, is it the movie star Kevin Hart? No, it's not. No, it's a it's a different Kevin Hart. Uh, so that'll be that'll be cool to cool to hear him. And oh, that's uh, too confusing for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but it's <laughs> but it's but so yeah. So that's coming up, and that'll be a couple. A uh, couple months we'll be doing that. Uh, didn't, of course, get to have it last year, but it'll be great to have some live events coming back there downtown. Uh, lots of lots of musical performances and everything like that. So that's yep. going to be a lot of fun. And always a great time. It's it's very nice to spend a, a lovely summer evening out there um, downtown, enjoying some fun music around fun people, and it's amazing. Um, that after 15 months, we can finally do that kind of thing yeah. again. Yes, absolutely. It is so great that, it, you know, things really are starting to open up, uh, open back up like that. And we're able to do that. We also next week um, also want to talk about that is the premiere of a show that we've talked about a, a little bit on here. Um, and uh, also the, um, and um, I think we both talked about it. I've, I've talked with uh, Dennis Thread and a couple other people from Edwards Place about the Wicked Waltz, the Boston Dip in 1871, which is very much a, uh, a sort of footloose in the 1800s. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh, that's happening next week. It's virtual. The tickets are five dollars. Um, the cast of Mackenzie Ashbaugh, Rick Dunham, Maddie Fry, uh, Sean Edward Hall, Amber Johnson, Arlene Cooney, Squire Prince, and Nia Tiller got a pretty good cast there. And uh, a show that you know a lot of people you know very much not familiar with at all. I don't think. I mean, I know there was 
it's based on, I believe, an older play, but it's sort of reworked and has a bit of a Springfield connection. Uh, but it's yeah, that is going to be pretty interesting and pretty cool as well. So that's one you will definitely want to check out next week. It is on the 4th and the 5th, 7 p.m. Excellent. Um, yes. You know, I think these, these streaming shows are still going to last past the pandemic. I, I think, think so, yeah. they've been a lot of fun, and you can watch it in the convenience of your own home. But, um, you know, I, I think that's great. Good for them. And that's a great group of people. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And I think, yeah, I, I think um, absolutely the, uh, the streaming shows are going to be here to stay. We talked about this a, a couple a couple of times there. But, yeah, the those streaming the streaming shows and with like as even if shows live and maybe it has a streaming element to it. I mean, it's, it's just, again, it's another a different way you can do the shows. And um, right. and, and we've. You know, because because we've had to, but uh, we you know we've really uh, we as in the theater community as a whole and uh, around here and around the country and everywhere else really have uh, started to get a hang of doing these shows virtually and um, how to use them through show ticks and other means. So yeah, I know I agree with you definitely. I think we are. Um, it's it's a positive uh, one of the positives if you could think of any from these uh you know from a lot that's happened over the past. Yeah, 15 months. Right. But I mean, yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely uh, something that will be sticking around for quite a while. And uh, it's it's fun to do, truthfully. Yeah. You know, from the creative side, it's really kind of a, a new a new thing for many of us uh, in the theater community anyway. So, um, yeah, I look forward to more virtual adventures in the years to come. Yes, me too. Absolutely. There's a couple of uh, couple of. Uh, uh, um, um, in, I was going to say international, but just about, uh, you know, around the country news, uh, in, in theater news, they're talking about the Tony Awards that are finally going to be uh, September 26th, um, the, which will be um, on CBS Paramount Plus. And uh, there's going to be a concert after it called the Tony Awards present Broadway is back. And um, it'll be um, it, it'll be cool to see that. And th there's a, apparently some people are upset about the whole um, the, the Oh, this is you know going to be behind a paywall and the you know, Paramount Plus oh. and everything. But I believe it's still going to be on TV. So, I mean, that's how you'd be watching it usually anyway. So I don't know. But it's sure. it, those were announced. Um, so that's that's coming out. I, so. I can imagine people getting upset with it if it weren't on CBS alone. Right. Yeah. But if it's on Paramount Plus um, as well. But yeah, I don't I don't know the answer to that one. But yeah, you know, it, the ratings have been dropping for years, and that's just yeah. the sad reality. And if if they found a great streaming service that would run it, um, more power to them. Yeah, and you got to think that the past two award shows, and I I wrote a couple of blogs that you know, in sort of a you know, in a funny way, but you know, I think a lot of people had this. There's a lot of award shows, and we, you know, us theater people, we love the Tonys, love watching the live performances about the shows we've been listening to or might even have watched. But a lot of these award shows, especially this last year, the viewership has dropped dramatically, and right. I'm sure they're looking at different ways. Like, listen, we we don't know how this is going to go. Um, you know, if, if already you know, m people might not already be watching the Tonys as much as they would watch the Oscars or the Emmys anyways. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so they, you know, people complain about like the length of the speeches and things like that. Oh, right. they, yeah. they say they don't give the people long enough to speak, but of course the networks are saying we got to keep this thing at three hours. We've already given it enough airtime and it, it doesn't do as well as some other programming they might run. So the fact that it's been on, you know, television and able, or people have been able to watch it, I think, 
we, we've been lucky um, yeah. just because there has been a big change in how we watch things. And there's been a big, big change in how we watch award shows. There's so many of them. Yeah. And I think maybe people have reached uh, their saturation point. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see where, so we'll see what happens with it. But uh, I, as of now, it is still is going to be on TV. So, so right. you can watch it there or any um, other way. A couple, another, um, an interesting release that some people, it, it's sort of, um, I, I wouldn't say it's lost, but it's one of those things that aired on TV and was kind of hard to come by was the, um, was the documentary about the making of the original cast album of Stephen Sondheim's company from 1970, which um, had a lot of, um, which you watched a lot of the performances with some good documentary talking over it. The um, famously, uh, the struggles that Elaine Stritch went through uh, recording Ladies Who Lunch, which eventually it ends up with a happy ending. I won't spoil like if you guys want to watch it but you know it's that is going to be interesting because that's going to be on dvd and blu-ray it's got some new extras with it as well and i believe it also comes with a copy of the cast album so uh that'll be really cool to i think finally maybe have that on a physical release right i have it somewhere either dvd or vhs um this might be you know a new blu-ray that's been digitally enhanced and i know one of the special features on this is um, John Mulaney on that show, gosh, what was it called, um, that Bill Hader did and Fred Armisen, a documentary now, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did a takeoff of this mm -hmm. and called, uh, what was it called, a co-op, I yeah. think. And they did, it, it's basically shot for, a very similar, it's maybe not shot for shot, but it's very similar to the, the company um, documentary. And John Mulaney's in it and Paula Pell, and several other funny people, Richard Kind, I think. It's oh, yeah. been a while since I've watched it, but it's a fascinating documentary. I've, I've been aware of it for years. Like this company came out in the seventies and this was, you know, the first time really that people had a, um, an up close look at the making of a cast album. And it was very dramatic because Elaine Stritch just is dramatic. Yes. And if any of you watched uh, Elaine Stritch on 30 Rock, she played Alec Baldwin's mother. Um, she wasn't really acting in that role. She was um, a difficult person uh, yeah. by all accounts and probably by her own account as well. So to watch her in this documentary struggle, and you know what? They, they, they record these albums on their one day off after eight performances. Oh, yeah. They're exhausted. And to have to be in your best voice because you know it's going to be preserved forever. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of pressure. And some, and we watched her kind of snap uh, because of that. She was just exhausted and her voice was, you know, rough and she just wasn't, wasn't uh, putting it down on vinyl the way she wanted to. But as you mentioned, there is a happy ending that's fun to watch and a good solution. And, and you get to see Stephen Sondheim and Hal Prince and Dean Jones and that wonderful, wonderful cast of company. So it's very, it is so worth watching and I hope people have a chance to do that. Yeah, I absolutely uh, think so. It's, um, it is very great. There's a, it, it, I, yeah, I guess that is probably the first one because it reminds me there's another one I love uh, watching uh, when they did the studio album of West Side Story in the 80s that Leonard Bernstein himself conducted. They did a documentary of that one as well. Um, but that, that okay. um, yeah, that was, of course, that was probably about 15 some years after it. So, uh, but right. yeah, so this is a, a great one to watch because, yeah, it is. They do those cast albums are like, 
you know, they get, it's like, you have like one day to do this. And I think, you know, famously, there's a lot of cast albums where there's, they have to use alternate takes or something. Or I think like Carol Channing was like sick when they recorded yes. Hello Dolly. And, uh, and, and so, and uh, I think Stephen Sondheim actually himself on the original cast album of Gypsy, which I believe is right behind me, um, he plays Rose's dad because he didn't have any singing. So that's, you know, Stephen Sondheim is the one who goes, I'm getting, not giving you 88 cents, Rose. That's him. right. Yeah. So it's they didn't really... pay the actor to come to the recording session no. since he didn't sing. So Sondheim <laughs> yeah. just dropped that one in. Yeah. There yeah. are a couple other great documentaries out there. Um, Guys and Dolls on the record. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Uh, with Nathan Lane and Faith Prince. Yeah. And then they did one for the producers, the producers. with Mel Brooks yes. and Nathan I, Lane and Matthew Broderick. Yeah. So they're out there and they're probably easy to find on Amazon Prime. And um, so much fun to watch. And what's that one network? Uh, Broadway HD. Broadway HD. Yeah, they have a yeah. They have sure a lot of this kind of thing on Broadway HD, so you can go back in time and watch some of these classic moments. Yes, absolutely. And uh, and uh, one last thing here, which is a bit of sad news. Samuel E. Wright passed away yeah. at the age of seventy-four. He voiced uh, Sebastian in the Little Mermaid movie and uh, played Mufasa in The Lion King uh, when that first came to Broadway. In addition to, um, he was in the original Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, did uh, did Two Gentlemen of Verona, uh, Pippin. A, it's, you know, so many things on stage and screen. He was a wonderful actor and performer. And uh, yeah, and he he died of uh, colon cancer over the weekend or not over the weekend, past couple of days. It was unfortunate. Yeah, he was an amazing talent. And uh, Sebastian the Crab is just one of the iconic characters yes. of recent Disney lore. And he said something interesting in the in the Hollywood Reporter. They um, they added some quotes that he had had from previous interviews. And he didn't mind doing all the, the direct-to-video sequels and voicing the part for the parks and things like that. Mm -hmm. He loved being associated with Sebastian and the Little Mermaid. And he said, and this I'm just reading this from the Hollywood Reporter site, mm -hmm. an actor's worst nightmare is to hear 10 years from now, Sam Wright? Who was Sam Wright? Yeah. If you have a, the kind of attitude, you tend to take each role and make it the best role you've done. You don't know what people are going to judge you by. It doesn't matter if it's a cartoon, Dizzy Gillespie or Othello. I'm going to play it with the same fervor just in case anybody's watching. And I just, I thought that was a great quote. Just give it your all because you don't know how you're going to be remembered, what role you're going to be remembered for. Yeah. And uh, I guess he played Dizzy Gillespie in that uh, Clint Eastwood movie. I forget uh, what the name of that one oh, was. Oh, yeah. That's, was that the one... Um... Oh shoot! It's from the eighties. I think it's Bird. When, yeah, uh, Bird. Yeah, Bird. the one that. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. So while well, I was, I, for, I, I guess I didn't know that was him. Well, he's. I mean, he really yeah, was a talented guy. So he really was. Well, yeah. Great actor on Broadway, and uh, made the nice transition to movies. And that role of Sebastian, that that paid a lot of bills. Oh <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Children yeah. through college the house, the whole nine yards, that that's a great gig to yeah. get. I, I often wonder when I when I hear Lion King things and Nathan Lane did not continue to do the voice of Timon. And you know, this is work that would probably take him a half an hour oh, to yeah. voice some of these, you know, little little you know cameo things. And um it's like, man, that's a lot of money you kind of walked away from and 
and uh, Ernie Savella, who played Pumbaa, that's still his voice on all the, uh, you know, the it, at the parks um, and then on the sequels and so forth. But he's continued to rake in the dough, and that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So well, he will he will be missed. He's a great, great actor, great performer. Uh, so. So yes, um, and that uh, so that was just came down in the last couple of days. Uh, so Gus, thank you so much for joining me for another State of the Arts. We'll do this again next time. Kevin, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend and happy Memorial Day, everybody. Yes, and happy Memorial Day. This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY.